Hello, I'm Zachary Bahar, and I'm one of the hosts of Kit Chat. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to remind you that you should subscribe and follow Kit Chat on any of your preferred podcast apps. In addition, if you really appreciate the work we do, please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating so that we can continue to be shared with others. To keep up with everything else the Evanstonian does, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Evanstonian on Twitter and at the underscore Evanstonian on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the episode. Up and Adam E-Town. Don't forget, because it is so true. Anything is possible and make sure to put your best foot forward. We're, we're certainly all in this together. It's a great day to be alive. Hi, I'm Nora Miller and I use Shive pronouns. I'm Zachary Bahar, he, him pronouns. And welcome to Kit Chat. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's been a pretty busy few weeks, though. Um, first, we had the quarter ending. That was a lot. And now college applications are coming due soon. Um, but but we're, up, we're making it through. Yeah, I honestly can't believe we're one quarter through e-learning. And I feel both happy and sad about it. Because, like, for one, it's great that we've made it through this and that everyone's been doing such a great job, um, especially with such hard circumstances. But it's sad that we haven't been at ETHS since March. And that we as seniors only have three quarters left of high school. And it's... Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe it. It's so different than like what obviously I think everyone thought our senior year would be like. So, yeah, is that? So something that's um, a little bit more on my mind um, that's coming up is the election. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's also something that's been on everyone's (laughs) mind. Yeah. um, You know, I watch the news sometimes during our little break we have during e-learning and I can just see like the the people go through every single day and every um, kind of tumultuous event that's happened in the past few weeks so yes and so much has happened in the last few weeks I mean two or three weeks ago Trump was diagnosed with COVID but like even that just seems like such a distant memory now Mm -hmm. and it's like Obviously, a lot of our listeners can't vote because you are in high school. But there are definitely ways that every single ETHS student and everyone in general can be civically involved, can be involved in politics. Um, and so yeah. that goes perfectly into our first guest for the day, um, senior Ben Ward, who is involved in a bunch of the political action groups at ETHS. And here he is to talk about them. Hi, Ben. Thank you so much for coming on to Kit Chat. Um, how are you today? Hi, thank you for having me on the show. I'm doing very well. How about you, Zach? I'm doing well, too. Um, so if you would be so kind as just introduce yourself to our listeners, um, talk about who you are and just some of the work that you've been involved in with regards to political action. Sure. Uh, I'm Ben Ward. I'm a senior. I use he, him pronouns. And I am the co-founder of the Politics Club and a leader of the Civic Engagement Committee in the Community Service Club. Yeah, absolutely. And so can I ask, like, what drew you, like, both to those clubs and then just, like, doing political-based work in general? Yeah, so politics has always interested me a lot because it gives average people like myself and my classmates the chance to determine the future of the country and even the world. And uh, even when you can't vote, like most people in our school can't, uh, you can still do a lot of different things to 
help affect the political climate, like taking part in discussions, protests, other things like that. And that's what we've been doing in civic engagement and in politics club. Of course. Um, and do you want to just say also why um, it's important for students to get involved um, in pol political work or um, just civic engagement in general? Getting involved in politics is really important. In the last election, the 2016 presidential election, only 60% of eligible youth voters voted, or under 60% of eligible youth voters voted, actually. And we could really do a lot better than that. And that has been the goal of some of the work that I've been doing, particularly in Civic Engagement Committee. Uh, it's also just very important to get involved, to uh, become educated about political things, like it's not good to have uninformed voters. It's good to have people who have done research and know which issues they're voting on, which candidates will be best for the country. I think that's important just because um, when you learn those skills at a younger age, um, especially like at an influential time in high school, um, like you can carry that with you through college, after college. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's a really good influence for um, students. And you know, I know you just mentioned like education as one of the goals of civic engagement committee in, in particular. And so like, how do you go about trying to educate um, high schoolers about some of these topics that are just so large? So usually what we do in civic engagement committee and also in politics club is just kind of have everyone bring what they know to the table, sometimes having some background research. But we did an event in September, the Civic Engagement Committee, that was a chalk out on Church and Dodge where everyone filled out squares and chalk about issues that mattered to them and wrote down some statistics about those issues and important things. And it was just really interesting to see everyone going off of each other's ideas. And I think that's one of the great things about politics is that people can build off of each other's ideas like that. Um, and just kind of looping back, do you want to um, talk about specifically what each club that you're involved in does like on just like a regular basis? Yeah, so Politics Club just had its second meeting today. We discussed the Supreme Court nomination, Amy Coney Barrett, and her merits, her flaws to some people, and uh, yeah, so for Politics Club, we just discuss the political issues that are going on, we discuss politics in general. Uh, that club is really still developing, and we're still building some new ideas. We're going to start having some mock debates and things like that, like as candidates, hopefully soon, and uh, the Civic Engagement Committee, it's a lot more about uh, getting people involved in the political environment, getting people to, getting people informed so that they can participate in protests and voting drives and voter registration drives and things like that. Uh, it's just really important to build an informed uh, youth voting or even a group of people who can't vote in high school to just build an educated community like yeah, absolutely. Can I ask like what the impetus behind starting Politics Club was? It just felt like there was a lack of kind of a 
safe place to discuss politics where people don't feel like they will be attacked for their opinions because uh, it sometimes does feel like a very one-sided, very liberal space, Evanston. And I think it's really good to hear some of the people who are farther left and farther right than the average Evanstonian. And we've got some of that in Politics Club and it's been really great. Uh, I think it's just good to hear differing viewpoints than your own. It helps you understand your own viewpoints better. It helps you understand the logical arguments of the other side and how you can kind of combat them. And it prompts you to do more research. Yeah, and hopefully those conversations have been going well. Um, there have been a few, uh, few people getting mad at each other, but otherwise it's been pretty smooth. Yeah. And I would guess the goal is obviously to keep it as civil as possible. Um, yeah. The constitution to make sure that people would respect each other's opinions and job following it. In, um, just kind of going off of that, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of conversation about this um, year's upcoming election. What do you think about the election in terms of your clubs and just in general? Uh, I think this will be a very important election. I think every year our country becomes more and more polarized and uh, politics is just becoming more inflammatory. Politicians and the people who are more involved in politics just say some very divisive things. And the goal, one of the goals of Politics Club especially is to create a space where all opinions are respected and a positive debating space. Uh, if you've watched some of the, the presidential debate and the vice presidential debate, you've surely seen how the candidates treat each other. They don't respect each other. And I think that's kind of a problem. And I think that uh, it would be nice to see political cooperation, but... Yeah, definitely. And, like, as I was watching the debates, I completely see exactly what you're saying. Like, it is so so like personal and just like not even i don't think personal is the right word but like you're just going after people as people not as beliefs of course not yeah um and one thing like that i have like through reading is that there's something called the overton window where it's like how acceptable a belief is and the overton windows on like the left and the right have just gone so so far i mean they could still go much farther than they currently are like although i I do want to clarify much farther on the right than it has on the left. Just want yeah. to put that out there because both sidesism is also bad. Yeah. And I know you also like to mention like saying like one of the goals is to like in politics club is to have viewpoints that aren't necessarily like the most representative of like the average Evansonian. Like, could you talk a bit about like how you feel or like what environment Evanston perpetuates politically or like how you feel discussing politics in Evanston? I'm sure everyone has had political discussions in their classes where it's just been everyone agreeing and that's not necessarily very helpful that's not a good discourse space when everyone is agreeing with each other and no one really challenges each other i think it's helpful to have your points challenged and that makes them become stronger uh when i was a few years younger uh i didn't really allow my points to be challenged. I would get in political arguments with conservatives and whatever they said, I would just not listen to. And my points didn't improve at all. But when I started to 
learn about the other side and what it believes, I started to see the logical base and kind of how I could build my own logical base to go against some of the things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, you were talking about how that, um, like, one really polarized space really limits growth. And I think even more so when we do, um, if, you know, you end up leaving Evanston, you know, that kind of space is not representative of what most um, discussions around the country are like. Um, so. Who just allow them, who just surround themselves in Evanston with people that they agree with are going to be shocked when they move out into other places in the world. And it's very polarized and people are not at all on the same page. Yeah. And I think like even... Like, obviously, one issue is, like, everyone's agreeing and not challenging. I think another very real issue that I've seen is, like, everyone gangs up on the one person who disagrees, even if it's, like, a very slight disagreement or something like that. That's a great point. And I also think that we don't give each other the benefit of the doubt. If someone disagrees with us, we often say that they're racist or that their opinion isn't valid. And I think that's almost never the case and it's usually just that there's a disagreement and i think as the evanston community we need to learn to be more accepting of other people's opinions and realize that our opinion is not the only right answer can be difficult because again like when you're in a space that perpetuates the same belief that that perpetuates this very liberal again and you can say whatever you want about evanston it's objectively a very liberal community like there is there are negative side effects to that um, in how we view other people and how we interact with them and how we view other viewpoints. The like, I mean, it happens, I assume, elsewhere in like the other direction. I, I have to assume it does. But, like, it's not good in either direction. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, so one um, other question we have is kind of like, especially in terms of this year's election, what is the politics club doing for students who aren't able to vote? I think we might've gone over this a little bit, but um, are y'all like centering any like ways students can get involved with politics? So far it's mostly just been discussion based. So everyone in the club obviously is interested in politics and they like to follow it. And so what we've mostly been doing is just discussing the most important issues. Like we were discussing some of the issues brought up in the debate and the issues brought up in Amy Coney Barrett's Senate hearings. Uh, like today we had a very good discussion about originalism in the constitution. And I think the politics club so far has just been a very good space for people to become more educated about politics and prepare themselves to enter the voting population in however many years it'll be. Uh, moving forward, we might try to do more inclusive things like, uh, like maybe we could teach people about protests in history or something like that, because protesting has always, especially this year, has always been a good way to get involved in politics. Yeah, absolutely. And the same question goes for like civic engagement. Like I know you mentioned like trying to get people educated, like what are some of the other things you're doing to like promote civic engagement for people who can't vote. 
I mentioned with the chalk out, we were bringing a lot of issues into a discussion and people were really uh, reacting to each other's squares, like drawing things right next to each other. And uh, it was allowing people to see some of the issues that matter to their fellow students and uh, kind of building like a community mentality like this is what we as Evanstonians care about we also posted it online for any voting people to see uh, so it was just a good way to have people's voices heard and I think we're going to do a lot of that moving forward especially after the election when voting won't be as big of an issue it's just having people's voices heard on the issues I think it's really important some people don't really get to say what they want to say, and some people have what they kind of consider to be unpopular opinions, but uh, just having your voice heard by people who can respond to you is really helpful in politics. Yeah, it definitely is. And while certainly voting is very important, and we have voting resources on the Evansonian page, and we'll link them in the show notes to make sure you're able to register to vote if you haven't and you're able to, and that you know how to properly vote so that your vote is counted, your voice is heard. There are definitely other ways you can't get involved, like Ben was saying. Yeah, absolutely. Ben, do you want to plug anything going on, like a meeting, like any upcoming meetings for either of your groups? So the next Politics Club meeting is Thursday, October 29th, and the Civic Engagement Committee already had its events for October, but the November ones are in the works, so stay posted for that. Come to the Community Service meeting. Uh, if you're interested in Politics Club, you can email me, bcward at eths202.org, or Jonathan Zenkich, Mel and Matsis, Chauncey Wadsworth, or any of your friends who are in the club, or follow our Instagram at eths politics club. Thanks so much for coming on, Ben. Yeah, thank you. In hearing more from Ben and learning more about the political engagement opportunities that are available to ETHS students, make sure to check out the profiles in this month's issue of the Evanstonian, links in the show notes, um, and also check out our Road for the to the Election series, which has included voices from, from students including senior Jonathan Zenkich, a co-founder of Politics Club, and junior Mira Littman, another co-leader of the Civic Engagement Committee. Everything happening, obviously, in the political spectrum is very important. The overwhelming threat at the moment to not just America and Evanston, but to, you know, the existence of humanity in the future is mm -hmm. climate change and is global warming and all these other effects that are going to come with it. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen in the past few months some of the extraordinary um, natural disasters that have been going on. Um, I think it's a record high of, you know, hurricanes that are happening and then also a record high of fires in California. So yeah. um, we wanted to bring on one representative from Shin Group E-Town Sunrise. Um, Noam Haskell-Lowy is joining us today to talk about Climate Action Group. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, do you mind just introducing yourself? Um, so your name, grade, pronouns, and then your position on E-Town Sunrise. Mm -hmm. I'm Zach Lowy. I'm a senior at Evanston Township High School. Um, I use she, her pronouns. And 
Um, I'm on, we go through <laughs> the names of it, but I'm on the leading slash steering committee of E-Town Sunrise. Um, and then just to give our audience some context, what is E-Town Sunrise for all of us who don't know? And then just kind of like, why was it created and what's your mission currently um, for the organization? E-Town Sunrise um, is just one hub. So E-Town Sunrise is part of the larger Sunrise movement that was started to address climate change. Um, so you might have heard, like, Sunrise's main goal is, like, to get the Green New Deal. Um, so yeah, so we started E-Town Sunrise because we felt that the climate groups in Evanston were putting too much pressure on, like, individualized action and not actually like targeting the root of um, the climate crisis. So yeah, that's why um, the folks started the specific E-Town Sunrise Hub. And would you mind like explaining what some of the work that E-Town Sunrise does on a regular basis is and like how students can get involved in it before we go a bit deeper? We had um, weekly Monday meetings and every few months we'd have like a different goal for like a few months we were working on speeches and then we had a day where we went to the school board meeting um, and yeah, spoke for basically like an hour. We got the composting at school, which I know is um, not everyone's favorite. Um, yeah, so last year it was a lot about like leading protests and strikes and just like creating a culture um, or to show Evanston like this is something that the, that the youth really does care about. Um, and this year we're trying to figure out a little bit more what it looks like, but the nice thing is that since we're not a school organization, we are able to continue to meet in person. So, um, we haven't had any actions yet this year other than we had like a defund the police thing. Um, but we have, we had our first Zoom and, um, we have a banner drop coming up soon and a banner decoration party thing. <laughs> kind of leads into... Um, like what I was going to ask mostly about is, you know, how do you continue this work online and, you know, what are some actions um, that we can all take um, to make sure that like sustainability, um, like the climate crisis is relevant even during um, COVID-19? Definitely. So again, as I was saying, if anyone is feeling very drained from like trying to get involved with clubs um, and having to just go to Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting, which I know I felt, I think Sunrise is really going to be a great opportunity for a lot of folks this year because um, we're going to continue meeting in person safely to a certain extent. So um, that's one place. But if you don't feel comfortable meeting in person, I think now is a really good time to like read books, watch movies. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, Instagram is great, but I think that there's like really learning about it also. Um, and although individualized action isn't gonna end the climate crisis, if you are able to, like it does create a culture that businesses do care about if, um, if consumer culture does change. Um, so yeah, that's what, that's what I've been trying to do yeah, during COVID and quarantine. Um, I do want to ask, like, what are some of your book and movie or documentary recommendations for people? About, like, fast fashion. Um, so Fashionopolis is just a book that if you really want a good overview. Um, the Conscious Closet is great if you want, like, a self-help book about how you can become a more conscious consumer. The True Cost is great. Um, any Naomi Klein books. And then AOC just has, like, a 20-minute YouTube video that talks about 
um, the Green New Deal that I really, really recommend. It just as a good like starting off point. Yeah, thanks for sharing those. And we can link a bunch of those in the show notes below. Um, and I also like, I know you were saying like you're trying to meet safely. Can I ask like what some of the precautions that Sunrise has taken to make sure that people are safe that you're not spreading the that you're not spreading the virus. So for like the banner decoration that should be happening um, like in a week or so, um, will the leaders are going to come early. We're going to set up the banners, um, and no one should be like more than six feet. So it'll be outside. People will wear masks, um, and people will be far apart. So yeah, we're going to try to stick to actions where no one should ever be like closer than six feet outside. And obviously, I think. And I know, I'm sure things are still being planned. Can I ask like what some of the plans for the winter are once it's more difficult to be outside? Even last year, we had strikes and walkouts in the winter. So I think that for sunrise, it's bundle up and let's go. You kind of talked about like the difference between like individualized action um, and just kind of a more societal like action. So do you want to kind of explain to you what that means and like why like individualized actions for climate change aren't really sustainable. A lot of us went through the phase, like some people, it was second grade and some people it was freshman year when you like do learn about the climate crisis and it freaks you out. Um, And for some people that solution is like buying a metal straw. For me, I became a vegetarian the next day. Um, And it's definitely (laughs) makes you feel good for like a month and you're like, I'm helping the world. Um, And it's great and should continue to happen. But um, it's a little bit of ploy, a little bit of ploy from capitalism, like the metal straw producers are really happy. Um, any brands that claim to be green and ethical are really happy with it. And at the end of the day, like 100 cor- corporations are contributing to 70% of carbon emissions, right? So um, biking instead of driving, like any recycling, that's just not looking at the root of the issue, right? And the root of the issue is capitalism. The root of the issue is um colonization um is white supremacy and there's so much that has to change like we can't just say we need to recycle more that's not going to do anything we really have to be looking at the root of the issue um yeah (laughs) yeah and like that's definitely i think a perspective that a lot of people haven't had and like that truthfully i'm not the most educated on some of that intersection um Mm -hmm. like yeah that intersection between capitalism between the desire to continue to burn and to burn and I guess burns the right metaphor. Like burn through whatever you're burning through, money or products. Yeah, just like resources that, especially like, yeah, in terms of the earth are so finite and like we just don't get them back. Um, And like one of the other things, like I know you mentioned like some of the like racial elements of the, of how these environmental injustices happen. Even in Evanston, which like, I know a lot of people like aren't the most familiar with, like there are like, issues with how Evanston has handled some of the environmental stuff. Like there's a sewage treatment plant um, in a, in the fifth ward in the, in a predominantly uh, black and minority ward. Yeah. And there's also the factory, I think like has shut down or changed it. So there is the sewage. And then I think it's called the tape coat factory that was like releasing horrible emissions and people were getting cancer. People were getting asthma at like incredibly high rates Um, and some amazing local activists like work their butts off um and now there's change but if you look at yeah like the asthma map compared to um yeah the like the racial breakdown of chicago there's like a very clear correlation because of yeah environmental racism absolutely um do um just plug 
um, one of our writers, Gabby Carlin, interviewed um, Citizen Screener Evanston C. Echeverria, who is on um, the Environmental um, Justice Committee of Citizen Screener Evanston, which really focuses on um, kind of, yeah, like the intersections between a lot of like sociology and like a lot of just these like societal and like intersections with environment with our environment um one other question i have for you noam is like if you could sit down with like one of evanston's like political leaders or just um even a school administrator you know someone who kind of does have a little bit more um like pull i guess um in terms of policy what would you say um to them that we need to think bigger like we can't continue with these reforms like we can't think we're yeah like the school board um evanston's politicians are so single-minded and so clearly like everything we're doing right now is not working it's not working for the people and it's not working for the earth so we need to think bigger um we need to defund the police we need to provide greener jobs for evanston we need to just completely shift how Evanston's community and how the world is working right now. So I wouldn't like ask for more recycling. I wouldn't ask for composting um, or even to like create a better plan to become carbon neutral or anything. I just think that we need to do a lot more imagining um, and then we need to do that work. So I think that's, yeah, Sunrise right now is kind of shifting our gear um, and we will be trying to campaign for uh like green new deal champions this upcoming election and the mayoral election but until then the fight yeah to defund the police is everything in our mission statement and is part of a greener future for us absolutely and i think like that is something where we have these many societal issues that are so crucial and so overwhelmingly present and i need to plug my computer in right now or it's gonna die yeah um can i just ask like what is the mayoral candidate um, y'all are like supporting? I think we're gonna wait and see. We're at, right now we are campaigning for Sebastian Knowles, um, just because yeah we believe that everyone who wants to be on the ballot should be on the ballot. Um, and he's a really amazing candidate. He's been a local activist in Evanston since he was like before middle school. Um, so yeah, we've been doing some like door to door campaigning with him, and then. Yeah, we'll see. We've yet to have conversations. Daniel Biss is always an option. Yeah, we don't know yet. Not Haggerty, but... <laughs> Plug for an Evanstonian story. We The Evanstonian has a profile on Sebastian Knowles that is available in our most recent issue. So please check that out. Again, link is in the show notes. Sebastian. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. I've never met him, but... Yeah, I've never met Talking about these intersections between all these uh, socio-political issues that are so, so front and central right now. Like, I do think that environmentalism and that the fight against climate change has often been almost set aside as like, this is political and this is another issue that like, even though it is political and even though it's related to these other issues of racism and white supremacy of um, capitalism, it, it does often seem like it can be put aside because it is, you know, it's been prioritized as these individual actions, like you're saying. So I think it's great yeah. that you're trying to bring that all together and show how intersecting it all is. Yeah, and I mean, even there, I feel like um, environmentalism is like traditionally something that where like action is taken by wealthier people. And so I think um, 
and that way like Evanston is completely like a part of that and it's I don't know no do you have like any comments on that one of my major complaints um with the environmental movement is that it does make it seem like and I maybe I'll go back on my word a little bit before that like you have to be educated on every single solution and there's a lot of shaming within like the climate activists like who knows the most and the truth is like there's experts there's scientists like we know the solutions to the climate crisis like we don't honestly need any more research we know it um and how climate crisis continues is through this mentality of like, you have to be an expert, you have to be a scientist to understand this. All you have to know is like, you want a world for your grandchildren to live in. You want a world that's going to still exist in a thousand or I don't know, a hundred years, you know, um, that's all you need, right? Like you don't need to know everything about like solar panels or whatnot. Um, and I think that's where, um, yeah, that's how it has become a thing that like only wealthy white people can do anything because um, they're the most educated on it or they have the most resources to do anything. It's like a wider societal issue. In, in a lot of fields, we have this like death of expertise, this lack of trusting scientists, certainly on full display in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just so problematic and so unnecessary, like you're saying. It goes with eco-fascism, like, which is the belief that um, like poor people who are less educated in the climate crisis are the reason for it, which makes no sense because they are contributing the least um, and then also not getting any and getting hurt the most. And yeah, and no one's educating. Um, yeah, the only people that have education on it are like the rich, wealthy people that are contributing the most. That is all we had um, for you, unless you do want to add any. I don't. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at Etown Sunrise. We'll be posting more information. And again, thank you so much for having me. Great to hear from Noam on behalf of E-Town Sunrise, and you can find more perspectives from Evanston environmental groups in our latest issue of the Evanstonian. With the environmental events going on, there are some other um, community events in the upcoming weeks. One of them is the um, ETHS Canned Food Drive and Pickup, which will be held on October 24th. Um, The drive will be from 12 noon to 2 p.m. in lot one of the ETHS parking lot, where you can donate masks, protective equipment, and of course, any canned food items. Um, Right after that, um, they're gonna have a canned food pickup for anyone who is in need of um, any canned goods. So we'll have them um, in bags ready to go for anyone who needs. To hear about the community coming together, especially in these trying times. Um, I also want to again remind anyone who is eligible to register for to vote as soon as you can. Early voting has already begun. Um, it began on October 19th. And this in-person voting is happening at the Morton Civic Center from 8.30 to 7 on weekdays and from 9 to 5 on weekends. You can register to vote anytime in person up to and including election day. Um, And if you are voting, um, if you're mail-in voting, the deadline to request a mail-in ballot is October 29. Unfortunately, the deadline to register online has already closed, so you would need to go in person to do that. Um, But please do. Um, And directions to find, to fill out a mail-in ballot and to ensure that it's getting counted properly can be found in our show notes and on our website. Yes, we need, we need those votes, everyone, please. Um, It truly is 
more important now than maybe ever before. And I don't like dramatizing things, but this is an important election. Make sure to check out our latest issue of the Evanstonian released on October 19th, where we talk a lot about politics and about some of the environmental movements going on in Evanston at the moment. Thanks for listening to our third episode of the Kit Chat podcast. Thanks to Noam Hazak Lowy and Ben Ward for coming on and speaking with us and to our producer, John Phillips. In addition, we want to thank Oliver Leopold and the band for recording our introduction and to Dr. Kamasi Hill and CJ Singletary for creating our outro music. Yes, thank you all so much. We'll talk to you all soon. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.